0: Thank <music>
1: Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Clayton, the host for today's show, which is being recorded from the Clio Cloud Conference here in Nashville, Tennessee, the Volunteer State. And I've got a couple of great guests with me. We're going to be talking about Zapier. And so I'm going to do a quick introduction. we got Fujan Shabrang, and we've got Scott Hamilton. So uh, why don't you tell the audience just a little bit about yourselves before we get started?
2: All right. Well, I'm Fujan, and I uh, work... Uh, at Clio as an IT specialist.
1: IT specialist, okay, Yeah. Yeah. what what does the IT specialist do?
2: Uh, We help people set up their computers, help if if there's any issues with any platforms or their computers, and kind of really look for opportunities to make the workflows efficient for the company by Indeed finding opportunities for automation excellent yeah
0: excellent and you Scott uh, yeah my name is Scott and I'm a data migration specialist at Clio so what I do is when people join Clio and they're trying to get their data out of their old software um, that'll be my job i 'll work and get it out of them for, for them uh, out of the old software into Clio into a fashion and format that that works so yeah a lot of automation used there we use a lot of scripts to try to simplify things and it, it greatly allows us it allows us to uh, to do as much work as we can with the staff that we have, because it really just multiplies our efforts.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, we're going to be talking about Zapier here, and I know Clio is one of those uh, integration partners for Zapier, and so there's a lot of functions and features that uh, Clio can help automate with other platforms, like email, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, I think it, it's been, I've been using Zapier for a few years, and as I've come to discover is that there are still a fair amount of people out there that don't really know what that is, what it does, mm-hmm. or how you can uh, create these, like, uh, sort of like, um, automation zaps but it's like a whole chain of things that uh, go from platform to platform and Mm -hmm. automate tasks so maybe let's start from the very beginning here just because people might be tuning in like what the heck is a Zapier and so let's talk about that just in its uh, I guess most general sense most uh, introductory sense what is Zapier what does it do
2: Yeah. So Zapier is a way to automate your workflow Uh, you can they, they do integrate with a lot of applications so you can use it to integrate all the apps that you use at and also, you can use it to make your own integrations. And yeah. so, what
0: kind of things do we integrate with that? So, I mean, anything that's web based usually. Um, I mean, if you go online, you can see all the apps that Zapier supports. Clio's one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, really good for if you need, you know, if this happens in Clio, then this happens in Gmail or in Slack or. You know, if, uh, if you send a specific type of Slack message, then it creates a contact in Clio or something. So you can create your own little recipes for automation without actually
1: having to know code at all. Awesome, so uh, let's start with, you, you guys brought a good example up. Uh, this is one for MailChimp, and so a repetitive task is always getting done, and now something comes in. Walk us through that, just, I think illustrations are important.
0: Yeah. So, um, I mean, with MailChimp, what a lot of people will do is they use MailChimp for sending out marketing emails. So, um, you know, when you create a contact in Clio, you want that contact and their email already in MailChimp. So you can get them on that mailing list. They're stuck on there. Um, But a lot of people do that manually. So they create everything in Clio and then they have to go into a new tab and then create everything in MailChimp. So with Zapier, it's just automatic. It'll take all of the information from the intake in Clio and then immediately push it to Zapier. So they're getting marketing emails right away.
1: Okay, so there's newbies out there that have never used Zapier before. And so uh, what are some of your recommendations for getting started? So I think, I think it's a free account, initially speaking. Mm. I don't own stock in Zapier. They're not <laughs> a sponsor of the network, but it is a useful tool. So walk them through that. Like, How do you get set up and uh, what, what can you expect when you, when you log on?
2: Uh, so it's a pretty easy registration. And then when the integration part comes when you actually start a Zap. Uh, I will say that the f- the free version does have single step zaps only, which are great for if you want to set up general tasks. Uh, but you do really get into the meat of it, and I also don't own any stock in Zapier. But you do really get into the meat of it when when you upgrade and are able to set up multi step zaps that allows you to really automate. Just a couple more of the boring tasks that you really don't want to do,
0: yeah, like entire workflows yeah. um, you know it doesn't have to be just if, this, then that, single actions. you know you can have a chain reaction start in all sorts of apps, right? If you need to send an email and a text message and set something up in Mailchimp and you know et cetera, et cetera, you can have all of those actions daisy chained based on this single creation of a matter in Clio or what have you. so there's just a lot of creative ways you can use it to set it up. Um, and eliminate a lot of that overhead that people are just the busy work that people are doing that they don't actually want to
2: do. Yeah.
1: So I think examples help here. It's I know we talked about one for Mailchimp, but maybe share your favorite uh, Zapier yeah. setup or they don't call them recipes; they call them Zap. They but call like, them Zaps. But, but, but yeah, you're talking about a like a daisy chain series. But what's your favorite application? That it doesn't necessarily have to be for a lot, but I think examples help. I mean, a lot of the
0: time, you know, I, we gave this this example in our in our talk earlier. It's uh, You know, you have a specific law, a lawyer, like an attorney at the firm, who wants to be notified when a certain type of case is created. Um, they, whether they're, but maybe they're not in the office all the time. They want to get a text message. Maybe they're out and about, because they want to be able to call them right away. So you can set something up like that. So instead of you waiting for the lawyer to come by the office and say, hey, oh, hey by the way, we signed up a new client of this, give them a call. It's immediate, no, no action required by your support staff. Everything is reliable and immediate. So. One
2: of my favorites is that I know when, from my support days in Clio, a lot of people wanted to have specific document templates per practice type. And you can do that with Zaps as well, where you set it up so that if there's a new litigation matter opened up, it can get its own set of document templates. Or if you have a family matter that's opening up, it can get its, its own different template added to it all using paths.
1: So think of it like this, you, you have this, uh, this, this programmable assistant and you don't need any coding language knowledge at all. You mm-hmm. can program it to do certain things for you. So it's t- taking care of this workflow for you as you were saying. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do it. But what I like so much about it is like these predictable repetitive tasks get done accurately because you mm-hmm. remove the human error component of exactly. that. Exactly. And so yeah. what about um, you know for people that want to get started, maybe they want to check it out, what, what's a great resource to turn to? Because lawyers are obviously starting to do this, but I think it helps to have something that's legal specific because They understand sort of the the world that you live in, maybe some of the regulatory requirements. Right. And so uh, do you have any, like, special resources people could turn to to learn more? Yeah. One really good thing
0: that Zapier does on their own website is they dynamically generate, like, landing pages for every app that they support, as well as every combination of apps that they support. So if you just go into Google and type Zapier, Clio, Gmail, You'll find a a special landing page that has all the different things you could do with those two apps. So if you're using Clio but you also have a specific app in mind that you use all the time you want to integrate, um, just Google it. Go type in Zapier and then the name of your app and if it shows up there it'll give you all of the options as to what you could set up and then you can get the ball rolling thinking about those automations.
2: Yeah, and I think that if you want to connect with other lawyers who are also using it, uh, we do have a law community with Clio uh, that allows you to kind of go in there and put up a forum or search for a forum that may have been talking about Zapier. I know we have a couple of lawyers that really got into Zapier and are really proud of their, their accomplishment with it. And I'm sure you could reach out and they'd be more than happy to set up a few moments to walk you through some specific things.
0: Yeah, every every firm is going to have their different setups. Like, no setup is going to be the same. It's really, really dependent on yeah. what kind of work you're doing. But, yeah, in my experience, a lot of the lawyers, uh, you know, who call our support line, they're very proud of what they've set up yeah. because, you know, it, it requires some yeah. extra work up front, but the the effort that you get out of it, like the amount of benefit you get out is exponential once yeah, it's set up Yeah, and also, right.
2: I will say that while everyone's is different, even if you have a conversation, just getting the logic down... Uh, helps a lot, then you can take that logic and do whatever else with it in Zapier.
1: Alright, so work efficiently. Let others do the work for you, especially if you don't have to pay them. That's the mm-hmm. best part there. <laughs> yes. So it's Zapier. It's a computer program. Z-A-P-I-E-R. So last question for you, because uh, this is something that comes up. You know, We use it in the production world, and so you know, uh, Zapier automates some tasks. We get a new sponsor, sends us an email, letting everybody know, hey, there's a new sponsor, um, and so we get that notification, and it also does some other things with just our record keeping and, and all that. But one of the things I have noticed is like when there's a software update or something's going on out there, like there's a bug or something like that, like sometimes these, uh, these apps, uh, this recipe of automated tasks, it'll break down somewhere. So I, I think, uh, if you, John, you said that, um, like you've got like a recommendation for yeah. lawyers just to kind of like troubleshoot that process a little bit, because if you're not doing the work yourself, you're not overseeing it, it's being done for you. Sometimes it slips away and you don't know. Exactly. So what should lawyers be yeah. doing to try to prevent that from happening?
2: I would recommend setting a reminder, whatever in whatever cadence you like but usually about once a month it's pretty good just to double check to make sure they're still functional because sometimes when updates happen the zaps may break and then you won't know for a while that it's not working however uh, we do have a Scott has an idea that might yeah, yeah. be I mean, a bit more advanced, it, but it's, it's really not cool. It's not yeah.
0: going to be a set it and forget it sort of tool. Yeah. Just like any machine yeah. requires maintenance. You need to bring your car in for service. It's going to be one of those things. But you know, once you get into the advanced part of Zapier, you can build in your own error reporting so that yeah. after the whole Zap is complete, you have a final step that says, hey, this field that should have been filled in if everything went well, is it filled in? If it's not, it means it broke. And if it broke, send me an email. I want to know right away that it broke. So you can set things up like that that are, you know, essentially you're creating your own error reporting, and then that can be an email to an attorney or a text, like anything that mm-hmm. can notify you saying, hey, this is Zapier, Zapier's noticed, this isn't working right, and it sends you an email.
2: Yeah, um, that's definitely advanced stuff, but I think, I, and I really like that idea a lot, but if you're just getting started, I would set, um, set up a reminder just to go into the uh, Zapier application and take a look and make sure everything's still functional. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Well, we've reached the end of the road for this episode, but I want to thank our guests, Foujan and Scott, for joining us today. Much appreciated. Thank Thank you. (laughs) And also thank thank you listeners for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, please rate and review us in your favorite podcasting app, but better yet, recommend us to one friend, maybe 10 friends. Get 10 of your friends to sign up. Always much appreciated. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road, with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com.